You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. See what you gotta do is you gotta toke it up before you start the recording. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You do it like this. I'll do it like that. Having fun in there? Slider won't work. Fuck. I can't I can't like the Are you are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Here, let me see. Look, I know what I'm doing. I know good. Okay. Give me, give me the lighter. No, no, Dad, I know what I'm lighter. doing. All right? Okay. I can light my own shit. So I can be able to smoke before doing the recording. Right. Welcome to Super Egg Bros, recorded on August 30th, you 2020. Just, he's just going to ignore that, huh? Yeah, I'm just going to ignore that. Buddy, don't you patronize how I smoke here. If you like that, I swear to Christ. Hey, you couldn't do it either. All right. Let's let's give Dirk his his lighter back. God damn it. God damn it. All right. So Yeah, we're out. it's it's out of fuel. It's a disposable lighter. Who gives a shit? Who cares? Whatever. Anyways, welcome to the show. I am Dirk with me is Stev. We are the conductors of this train and we are finally back after uh, after we were hit by the derecho oh. in Cedar Rapids god kill me now god, yes. i was without lights i was without any air conditioning uh, no internet obviously no internet so mm-hmm. i couldn't uh, do any shit with uploading in fact the episode that we recorded weeks ago was just uploaded last week oh god uh, feels bad guys feels bad guys but yeah i mean I got my power back, and while normally that would be like, yeah, that's pretty cool, I had to go back to work the same day. So that was fun for me. <laughs> so I had to keep going back, and I'm like, oh, maybe the internet's back. Oh, no. Internet is not back up. None of my games work, because guess what? Half of them are on fucking, uh, are online. So I had that going for me. Can I at least, can I watch my porn? Is my porn available? No. Okay. Mm, all right. Okay, phone. Here we go, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But let's go ahead and get into the games of the week. Mm. Games of the week. For my game this week, Fallout. Fallout? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I played it in real life after the derecho hit. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I, I, I was going to get excited. I'm like, oh, my God, which one did you play? <laughs> I played Fallout 4, the not fun one. <laughs> see, you see, after the derecho hit, where all the trees were, were knocked over and shit, like, you, you didn't find them derooted. It was it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and Weirdo was actually able to avoid a lot of it. Oh, he yeah. wasn't even there when the fucking storm hit, either. God damn it. Motherfucker. <laughs> so... So there I am walking in the wastelands on the way to the grocery store, and maybe I maybe I walked into some houses to try to see what kind of bottle caps I found so I can use them for currency. What did you? Did you? Uh, yeah. Oh, I've got four bottle caps. You have four. What bottle- will this buy me? Fuck if I know. You but I'm gonna buy- try it out at the gas station. It can buy you a single carrot. Yep. And I explored around looking for my son, and, and none of the NPCs could tell me a goddamn thing. At least it's not raining. <laughs> at least it's not raining. Yeah, surprisingly, it was not raining at all during any of the time that we had no electricity. Yeah, it was it was 
It was a strange time. For a long time, there was like literally no wind, so you could never yeah. catch a breeze. So most nights, at least for us, was kind of painful. More painful for me because I had four generators running in my neighborhood, and they were all in close proximity. Oh, yeah. Actually, my neighbors allowed us to use their generator. Oh. Thank God. I actually owe them some uh, pulled pork for that. Ooh. We've got a smoker, so we're going to use that to cook a pork butt in that and, and give it to them because they were great neighbors to us, and I'm very thankful for that. Awesome. Yeah. And I, you know what, man? I don't mind the the sound of the generators. To me, that just means people are able to use their own shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, I could not sleep for the longest time. I think I went through, let's see here, Two, four, six, eight, eight melatonins in order to fall asleep for the entire week. Holy shit. Yeah, that was fun for me. Yeah. So what did you have for the game of the week? Game of the week. God damn it. I think I talked about this before on the on the show. Yeah. It is a game called Final Fantasy XIV. XIV? Yes. Those wouldn't be like numbers, would they? They would be of the Roman numbers. Numerals, in fact. Oh. 14, I think it is, if I remember my Roman numerals correctly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Like, hey, yeah, I... Four. Yes, 14. I think so. Yeah. And, and so that is actually going to be the topic of the week as well. So is there anything outside of the topic that you want to share about it? Uh, let's see here. I started getting back into... Mountain Blade for a little while. Realized that until modding support comes out for it... Probably not going to pick it back up because the base game makes me want to shoot my brains out. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I tried to play it when we finally had internet. And what exactly happened displeased me to no end. The new patch decided to say, nah, fam, you can't play any Mountain Blade this time. Okay. Fine. Good. <laughs> Good. This is fine by me. But apparently the new patch allows you to... Uh, emote alongside your troops so whenever they were cheering and hollering instead of looking stoically upon the battlefield of the slain enemies and just you know doing the whole like a kingdom rests on this on this person's troubled brow yeah you can actually start cheering instead of just silently holding up your spear with both hands on your horse and just staring at people okay that was always my favorite thing to do in every Mountain Blade game I've ever played. Whenever you win a battle, you just sit on your horse and silently raise your weapon up above your head. No words, and your soldiers look at you and just say, what a very stoic person. <laughs> but inside, inside your heart, you just want to scream and start joining in on the cheers. But you can't do that. And that made me sad. No, no, no. Uh, I also picked up Broforce, uh, Brave, eh, Broforce again. I beat that again. It's so much fucking fun. Mm-hmm. I need to get the I I need to get the next one because goddamn, it is just so much fucking fun. It's great, and it's I love it for multiplayer too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I mean, like, God, I I actually played a hell of a lot of games over the last week or so. Picked up Total War Warhammer two again. Yeah, and I yeah. started playing the Dark Elves. I've I've actually never played the Dark Elves before in that game. I've always gone like straight to the humans. I've always gone straight to the dwarves, orcs. Uh, sometimes I'll pick up the Bretonians if I'm feeling a little spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But goddamn, 
it's so fucking cool. And I had I I actually grew to love my characters in like this weird and stupid way. Because right now I have all of the legendary lords under my control, and we're just stomping through high elf territory. At the beginning of that campaign, like sorry, at the beginning of the campaign that I launched within the actual game, it made me want to cry a little bit because sweet mother of God, the high elves have all of the legendary lords. They have more characters than I can count right now. Like God damn it there's so much like there's so much bullshit that they get and they're all under one banner so i just can't i can't go around and fight them on my own terms where it's just like okay i'll send one army after these guys and then i'll send one army after these. no i have to, i spent upwards to a million gold raising armies and recruiting lords to go and invade this stupid looking island because they kept throwing people at my fucking forts <laughs> yeah and it finally got to the point where I'm like, that's it. Cheeky boy number one over there. Come here. Here's this whip. Here's this sword. See those five black dragons over there? They're yours. Do you want snake ladies? They're yours. Do you want manacores? <laughs> They're yours. Do you want the snake ladies to literally be howitzers? Go ahead. Kill the elves. And cheeky boy number one he killed elves he killed elves real good real hard but i'm i'm not kidding when it came down to this i actually got emotionally invested into fucking attempting to wipe out the high elves because they just fight they are literally just anime characters they're anime protagonists and it pisses me off to no end oh they absolutely are yeah yeah okay so let me give you a little synopsis of what's of, of what i'm talking about the main man Tyrion, he is the prince of all Ulthwell, of all Ulthwain, whatever it's called. Fucking cheeky, breaky, goddamn high elves, whatever, <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck off. <laughs> he is on a horse. He has a magic sword. He has magic armor. He's always talking about uniting the high elves and bringing them back to their former glory. Like, all right, cool. And he has a, he has a magic sword, all right? It, basically a kata- like a two-handed katana at this point. Like, okay, here we go, I guess. We go in. He kills half my guys. I'm like, okay, this is going to be one of those days, isn't it? All right, fine. We'll, 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 we'll ignore him. And then we have the actual Sundere males coming in. You got the white lion, Alarian. You have, uh, what's the other guy's name? Ugh, fuck, I don't know. There's so many goddamn high elves. But, like... What 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 hurts me the most is that the more I look at it, the more I begin to realize that this literally is just, it is literally just a fucking anime isekai. Because you also have the big tittied healer. I hate isekais. You have the big tittied healer. What do I have? I have mommy goth GF, mommy's little boy. And then stripper with daggers. That's what that's who I have for my legendary lords on the dark elf side. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh god damn it! All right, here we go. I guess. And it's just every single time I meet I meet them in battle. It's not I'm not battling one army. I'm battling two armies. It is two against one at this point. 
So I am pulling out every fucking stop in existence. I'm throwing everything but the fucking kitchen sink to make sure that these armies die horribly. And I'm always coming out with like, I I mean, I won the battle, but I lost half of my men. Or none of these guys are running away. This is fucking stupid. Or why do they have so many fucking phoenixes? I don't know. I hate my life. And it's not even just, like, elite units that I'm losing to. I, I, I would have understood if it was just elite units. You know what I'm fighting? I'm fighting regular mooks. Regular mooks are outdoing my elite guards of Nagrand. Alright? Of, of Nagaroth. My black guard of Nagaroth are getting whipped by a bunch of spearmen. Not just spearmen. Spearmen militia. Ooh. Militia, eh? Yeah, and I start looking at this and I start getting so angry. And then finally, I get to the mainland after reconquering all my lost territory. I get to the mainland. You know what they have, Dirk? What's that? They have gates. They have gates leading into the inner sanctum of Ulthuan. And you'd think, oh, I'll just bust down the gates, all that, all that is, right? No. It is an entire siege battle. It is an entire siege battle that requires you to throw multiple armies of nearly 2,000 men to break down the gates. You know how I got past the first one? How? Three armies. Three different magic casters with a goddamn boatload of heroes. And I lost almost immediately. Because as soon as I took the gate... Here comes fucking Tyrion, like, oh man, the power of my friends will compel me to win this battle. Mm, God, I'm so fucking cool! And I lost the gate. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, no, that's it. The gloves are coming off. We're bringing out all of the monsters. That's where Cheeky Boy number one came into play. And he clutched it so fucking hard, he made everyone on that fucking continent scared of him. So they sent... Three armies after him. Three legendary lords. And you know what happened? What's that? He came in clutch again. This boy is not stopped by your power of anime and friendship. He 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 is irked on by what's by what by his beautiful bouncing baby boys and girls known as dragons and snake ladies. Mm-hmm. He beat them to death. You know what five dragons does to a man? No, what's that? Tears him apart. I see. You know what a crazy crack whore with two daggers does while she's riding on a manacore? <laughs> she murders. Yeah, murders. You know what mommy GF does? What does she do? She makes sex at you after she takes over. <laughs> and so finally... After so long, and I think I woke my neighbors up by just yelling, I finally took the capital. I'm like, fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck you, high elves. And I just, I just like, I roared in triumph. <laughs> I actually roared in triumph. And I'm like, fuck you. And to me, I won the campaign. I don't care what the actual win conditions were. I won. That's all that matters. <laughs> I took the capital. Can't stop me. Fuck off, losers. <laughs> Big Milky Mommy GF has her castle with her little bitch boy, Malekith, on top of another dragon. 
You know what they're doing right now? What's that? They are sending mean word messages to uh, to the high elves to trigger them because he is based. Pen a response back to the high elves. Dilate. <laughs> based. <laughs> I've shown you that image, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, oh, sir, Sigmar has sent us a letter. Pen the following response. Dilate. Based. <laughs> and it's the greatest fucking feeling I have ever had in a very long time when it came when it came down to that goddamn game. That felt so fucking good. Breaking down the gates of the human empire? Nah, nothing. Destroying every single dwarf I could find on the map? Nah, that's fine, I guess. Killing the high elves at their own fucking game? God, it feels so good to be so fucking cool. Let me just have sex on top of this giant shrine. Feel to be so based. Oh god, (laughs) mommy, feed me blood right now on top of this shrine devoted to the high elf gobs. Okay, son. All right, let, with that, let's go ahead and get into the gaming news. Can't fight to fight the retarded dinosaurs from space. Gaming news. Uh, Epic Games is on a slap fight with Apple. <sighs> let's get some context here, boys. So, I don't want to. We're going to have to because it did make news both in the gaming community and outside of it. Epic Games file legal papers in response to Apple. You can look at it here, too. It's it's fucking huge. Wait, is that the actual legal form? Uh, this is Yeah, and it's on unrealengine.com. That's the actual legal document. Yep. Okay, scroll down a little bit. Show yeah. me the first picture. So, basically what Okay, so from what from what here, I saw, let me read some of this. Okay, here yeah, for you. read it, read it. In 1984, the fledging Apple computer company released the Macintosh, the first mass-market consumer-friendly home computer. The product launched and was announced with a breathtaking advertisement invoking George Orwell's 1984 that cast Apple as a beneficial revolutionary force-breaking IBM's monopoly over the computing technology market. Apple's founder Steve Jobs introduced the first showing of the 1984 advertisement by explaining, it appears IBM wants, uh, wants it all. Apple is perceived to be the only only hope to offer IBM a run for its money. Will Big Blue dominate the entire computer industry? The entire information age? Was George Orwell right about 1984? Fuck off, Epic! I'm sorry. IBM helps get shit done. It is how businesses have been able to thrive for so fucking long. I'm sorry. If you really think that... that No. No. It's fine. You, the, the, the roles have not reversed here. You are not in, in Apple's shoes. Yeah. See, here, here's the thing. Fast forward to 2020, and Apple has become what is what it once railed against, the behemoth seeking to control markets, block competition, and stifle innovation. Apple is bigger, more powerful, more entrenched, and more 
pernicious than the monopolist of yesteryear. Can say that again for me? No. At okay. a market cap of nearly $2 trillion, Apple's size and reach far exceeds that of any technology monopolist in history. And basically, Epic is going to be bitching about how much of a reach Apple has, despite the fact that's how fucking capitalism works, and it sometimes is how it should fucking work as well. I'm sorry, IBM had their chance, now Apple is having their, their kingdom right now, they're going to enjoy it, eventually they will have their downfall. So a little bit- I like capitalism. So a little, a little bit of context when it comes down to fucking what happens with like IBM and all that stuff. IBM, yeah, sure, they were they were super into computers and on like the information you know market, so to speak. But they're still there. They still make a lot of fucking money. They are still the innovators. Sure, they don't make like a fuck ton of computers like back in the day, but now they're fucking huge. They, they built Watson, like the most advanced AI humanity has ever created. He helps them. He is an employee. I think they actually pay him. So, uh, they're pissy about the, quote, oppressive 30% tax on the sale of every app. Apple also requires software developers to wish to sell, who wish to sell digital in-app content to those consumers who to use a single payment processing option offered by Apple in-app purchase, which likewise carries a 30% tax. In contrast, software developers can make their products available to users of an Apple personal computer in an open market through a variety of stores even or even through direct downloads from a developer's website with a variety of payment options and competitive processing fees of that average 3%, a full 10 times lower than the exorbitant 30% fees Apple applies to its mobile device in-app purchases. The anti-competitive consequences of Apple's conduct are pervasive. Mobile computing devices like smartphones and tablets and the apps that run those devices have become an integral part of people's everyday lives and as a primary source of news, a place of entertainment, a tool for business, a means to connect with friends and family and more for many consumers or consumers. Wait, what? Yeah. Hey, hold up. How do they spell that last one? Consumers. I put that one in there. Oh, thank God. <laughs> That's the joke. For many consumers, mobile devices are their primary computers to stay connected to the digital world, as they may not even own a personal computer. When those devices are... Look, uh, mobile devices should never be your primary device for computing. No. I mean, sure, they're 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 starting to become pretty powerful, but here's the big thing, though. You're still going to want a personal computer, though. Yes, you do. Don't just rely on a tablet. Oh, please don't rely Don't just on a rely tablet. on your phone. Get a desktop or a laptop, something that's going to run a full operating system and and not just an uh, just not just an a mobile operating system. iOS is not that great. No, and they're still being beaten up by Android. Yeah. Either way, though, uh, like Epic is is bitching about how Apple does its uh, its services, even though you, uh, if you were on their platform, you have to go by their rules, just like you know every other one. Yeah, like 
I still, I don't know. It feels annoying that all of a sudden Epic decides to do this. Like they're not the good guys, and in fact, they in 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 fact they're starting to piss off a lot of people with the fucking like the event that they tried to like throw out. It's like I I I don't care enough. Who plays fucking Fortnite on a phone? Kids. Why? Because it's just another way from them for them to play it. That's it. Oh God. So I've I mean, already. You you can't tell me that you've got a shitload of you you don't have a shitload of kids who are at, at their lunch period playing Fortnite on a phone. No, they have their Switch like a normal kid does in this day and age. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe the Switch is not able to get onto their Wi-Fi network, and they have to rely on their phone's network service. Oh no, they have to play video games at home. Right. I God. Mean, Maybe they shouldn't be playing their video games at school, though, like that. I don't know. Probably not Fortnite. Either way, though, this is way way too much to go through right now. Yeah. And if you want to read this whole lawsuit paper, you can go uh, search for cdn2.unrealengine.com. That website will have this document for you to be able to read. So up next for news, Halo Infinite is uh, most likely delayed until 2021. Is it because of the engine? Might be. Might be the backlash that they got. Uh, I really hope it is. I, I mean, I, I, I thought it looked great. Oh, no, no one says that. No one says that. It looks like crayons. <laughs> it's like when Metalocalypse is, is recording their newest album, and they start complaining, like, it sounds like microchips when they're trying to say that it sounds too digital to them. <laughs> Sounds too microchips. It sounds like microchips. <laughs> Up next, slaughter even more demons in Doom Eternal's The Ancient Gods expansion. Ooh. That is right. We are getting expansion for Doom Eternal. And also, you don't even have to own the base game to play this. Ooh. Yeah, that's right, buddy. Uh, this is going to be available for $19.99 as a standalone title. And alternatively... If you pay 30 bucks, you can actually uh, get the year one pass, and that's going to give you access to uh, the uh, the expansions that are coming out here. And so keep in mind, this is the Ancient Gods Part 1. You know what that means. Yeah, that means there's going to be multiple. But uh-huh. here's, here's, here's the big thing when it comes down to games like that nowadays. If I know that there's going to be a Part 1, I'm going to wait until Part 2 and ending parts. I'm not going to. Are you going to buy it? Fuck yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. I mean the game's too fucking good. Now, have you have you fought against the Marauders yet? Uh I think no, those are barons. Sorry. Uh which ones are the Marauders? Th- those are the ones that, that like kick everyone's shit in until they learn how to fight against them. Which ones are those? Uh they're the big horned ones with their with their giant axes that chase after you. I've only played Doom 1. I don't think I've seen those. Okay, you're, you're going to be afraid of the Marauders at first. Actually, you saw me kill one. Is it the one that pops out of the portal when Doom Guy's about to get back in? Yeah. I, I've i only played Doom 1. Yeah. So probably not. So in, in this screenshot, you see two Marauders. That means you get to fight two of them at the same time. 
I mean, I was annoyed with the pinkies at first until I realized, oh, there's a glowing bottom. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing, though. The Marauders are actually pretty easy if you understand how to fight them. If you're just shooting randomly, like you're going to get your, your ass kicked. You have to work with the timing. You have to be careful about what you're doing with shooting. But uh, fighting two of them at the same time, yeah, that's, that's probably going to get a little bit pissy. It'll probably get me a little bit pissy. Mm-hmm. But the fun is in the gore, my friend. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up next, uh, Fall Guys has actually reached the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game of all time. Oh, good for that. Have you tried Fall Guys? I've seen the videos of it. Again, it's not exactly my cup of tea, so I never really wanted to get into it. Yeah. But it looks like a, it looks like a ton of fun. Is it? I don't know. I just don't. I don't enjoy racing games as, as much as I did before. So here's the thing, though. So you are you are waddling on your two legs, trying to get from point A to point B, the finish line. Now you are going against fifty nine other people, mm-hmm. and only forty one, forty two people can qualify at this race. So if you are not one of the people that qualifies for this round, then you do not go to the next round. So this cycle repeats until there's one person remaining and they are the ultimate winner here. So if you uh, if you lose a race, then you go back into the menu and then just just hop right back in to uh, to the game with a whole slew of other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day, but I, I still have too much on my plate to actually like pick up another game. Yeah, well, I got it for free from PlayStation Plus, so... Hey, there you go. Yeah. I don't think I would have paid the $20 to buy the game, though. Mm, yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Up next, we might be getting a new Switch Pro next year. Ooh. Not sure what time next year, but the rumor is that it will be able to uh, go through 4K graphics. That's big. That is fucking huge for a system like that. Mm-hmm. Will it be able to do that? I I don't know. I actually doubt it. Well, it we we we've got to wait until the reviews before we can really you know pin it down, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that. I guess. Next up, Judge grants Epic Games restraining order protecting Unreal Engine. Ooh. Weird title, huh? So I'm gonna read through the article article here. This is from TechRaptor.net. High-stakes legal action continues on the epic lawsuit against Apple Games as the court has made its first decision on the matter, albeit an early and temporary one. Late yesterday, the court issued a temporary restraining order on behalf of Epic Games, ordering that Apple cease actions to suspend or terminate Epic Games affiliates from the Apple Developers Program. This is particularly noted in regards to Epic International and the Unreal Engine, which had previously been targeted by Apple under a policy of uh, deactivating all related accounts. The ruling, notedly, does not protect Fortnite or allow it back on the storefront in any way. This comes after Microsoft threw in to protect Unreal Engine on iOS recently. In the ruling, Judge Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers noted that there are four matters that determine whether a case should have a temporary restraining order granted. They are 1. The case is likely to succeed on its merits. 2. The lack of preliminary or pre-hearing relief is likely to cause irreparable harm. 3. The balance of equities is in their favor. 
Four, the TRO is in the public interest. It is worth noting that while all factors need to be present, sorry, uh, the degree of them can be allowed to offset another. For example, a case that may only be slightly likely to succeed on its merits, but when harm is significant may be granted a TRO, while a similar case where the harm is less may not. In this case, the court does not say that Epic is likely to succeed, but that there are serious questions in regards to Apple. Slap fight. It's going to be on for a fucking year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. God damn it. <laughs> God fucking damn it. I'm not going to hear the end of it. Exactly. Uh, Microsoft file a statement in support of Epic against Apple. <laughs> uh, the legal action between Epic and Apple continues to heat up as Microsoft has now weighed in on the latest proceedings with a letter of support with the court. The letter doesn't address the main lawsuit and instead is supporting Epic Games' request for an injunction against Apple, suspending their access to the Apple SDK, which would stop them from being able to maintain Unreal Engine for iOS. This is the point that Microsoft addresses in-game developer experience general manager Kevin Gamble's four-page statement of support which was filed today in court and this uh, this article was posted let's see here uh i actually do not see it actually no yep. august 24th okay so just recently in the statement, Gamel explains that Microsoft and many other companies make use of Unreal Engine and that the loss of support for it would impact products already released, as well as those in development and gamers. In regards to games and development, Gamel states, quote, for game creators in the later stages of development, utilizing Unreal Engine and targeting the iOS and or macOS platform, Unreal Engine's sudden loss of support for iOS and macOS would create significant costs and difficult decisions. The creator would have significant sunk costs and lost time using Unreal Engine for game creation and would have to choose between A, starting development all over with a new game engine, or B, abandoning the iOS and macOS platforms, or C, ceasing development entirely. We have seen that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. Thank God for Unity, guys, right? I love Unity Engine. Oh. Uh, Don't you love the Unity Engine? I mean, I love uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker. I, too, love the Unity Engine. I, I just love Pathfinder Kingmaker. I love the Unity Engine. I love ukulele. No, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, I was about to say, that's the biggest lie you've told today. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Overclockers speed up Doom Eternal to 1,000 frames per second. I saw this, and it's so fucking ridiculous. That is a giant deal. Holy shit. Have you seen what they... Oh, well, read the article. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. A team of Polish gamers who work for XCOM named Piotr Lipton uh, Zemanski and Marcin Ryba Rawak. I, I am completely butchering those names, and I'm so sorry for those guys. <laughs> Attempted to do the impossible, make a game like Doom Eternal run at a record-breaking 1,000 frames per second on a specially built, overclocked computer system cooled entirely with liquid nitrogen. Yeah. <laughs> liquid fucking nitrogen. So, 
I actually did get to see the video about this. I actually watched it on uh, one of my breaks while I was at work. And it wasn't like I'm going to pour in this tub of liquid nitrogen and we're going to play Doom all night on it. It was I'm going to keep pouring in liquid nitrogen when the freezing stops. (laughs) The exact moment I notice that all of the frost has melted, we have to put it back in. This is... Yeah. Oh god! And look, look at the frost that is on his fucking computer. Oh my god! And I also love how fucking BFG Division is playing in the background too right now. Yeah, yeah. It's just oh god. I'm looking at. Oh my god! It's so look at that cold. liquid nitrogen. It's holy so cold. shit! How? How, like, I'm not even sure what benefit you get from doing this besides being able to have this kind of record. This is incredible. Like, I'm, I'm, like, watching them pour the liquid nitrogen. What I want, yeah, and, like, you look at this, and boy fucking howdy. He's, he's, he's averaging out, like, at, at, uh, fucking 800 right now, and, uh, it's, god damn, it's just... There is so much liquid nitrogen that has been poured into this fucking machine. It is... I think it's being cooled by two different cool, uh, cooling systems, right? Yeah. So he's got two different things, and he is pouring in... He is, he is pouring in cups full. Well, because you gotta, you gotta make sure you keep the temperature going for uh, the GPU and the CPU. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I'm watching the number, like, flicker back and forth between, like... 1000 and and 900 xcx that that's incredible dude pc master race but how much is it and how much liquid nitrogen is required to run it (laughs) i don't know i know what games i would play at that fps it is roblox (laughs) but the overall frame rate that it reached was 1,006 1, frames per second. Oh, fucking Christ, man. That's amazing. Oh, my God. And, and they were using what for their, their hardware? Uh, this is a, an Intel 8-core i7-9700K processor and strengthened by Asus RTX 2080 Ti. That's very powerful. Ultra fast HyperX uh, Predator memory card and an M2 Samsung drive. If I ever become a millionaire, I'm going to attempt to build a PC that is literally cooled by liquid nitrogen. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it's going to be expensive to run every day, but you'll have liquid nitrogen constantly flowing into the machine. Like all of a sudden, a, a fucking my electric company is just going to come. Uh, is going to come. Over to my house and say, hey, are we getting this right? Did you spend over like $10,000 in electricity in the course of a week? Uh, Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, are you running like some sort of science experiment? You could say that. Science experiment. (laughs) I mean, you could say that. Oh, okay. Well, you're causing brownouts, so could you stop? (laughs) No. No, I will not. <laughs> no, you see, I'm using this kit that I purchased from the Smithsonian Museum, and I'm going to get my money's worth. <laughs> like, well, can, can we ask what you're doing right now? 
I am playing Doom. <laughs> what, what, is like is that like a powerful gaming engine that you're trying to run? <laughs> no, it is a video game where I shoot people as the Pope. <laughs> the the younger assistant like looks at the guy that he came with and just and says just 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 drop it. Just drop just it. Just drop it. We can't argue with these guys. I understand what's going on. We can't stop them. They'll tap into the electrical lines again. <laughs> we're, we're going to have outages. I'm sorry. That's it. If you stop them, they're just going to find another way of doing this. <laughs> this man has Factorio going on in the background. I can see it on his computer. He's just going to buy generators to get this going. We have to pay him now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into the topic of the week. Topic of the week. Stev, I'm bored. I don't have any good games to play. My World of Warcraft is World of Warcraft right now. Uh-oh. So I need a I need a different mass multiplayer online role-playing game to play. What would you recommend? Runescape. That's a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but whenever I want to play a massive, massively multiplayer online role-playing game, I actually decided to pick up Final Fantasy again. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned about that in our group chat that we have. So, yeah, tell me about that. Okay, so Final Fantasy fourteen, A Realm Reborn, a little bit of a fucking... Oh, God, it's, it's, it's a mouthful. Let's just put it at that. But, god damn, it's so much fucking fun. Like, at first I thought I was going to, I thought I was just going to be buying into a subscription saying like, well, this is going to be something for me to like kind of just do until until a fucking Shadowlands comes out for World of Warcraft. But now it's like, god, oh no, I think I might be playing this more than World of Warcraft now from now on. Because it's just, it's so fucking good. Like, the world's so fucking cool. The characters are good. The storyline, I've been attempting to pay attention to it because it is very Japanese when it comes down to story. Oh, yeah. It is very Final Fantasy, more specifically. Because, oh, God. There's a lot. There's a lot of story that you can sometimes miss if you ain't if you ain't paying attention. So let's go over what exactly the story is when it comes down to uh, Final Fantasy Online. So in the Realm Reborn, fucking uh, Realm Reborn, the realm has basically exploded. All of the heroes and adventurers have done the did and they died. They died super hard due to the calamity. You got to talk about what led to that, though. Uh... Yeah. See, I remember my sister picking up the game for the PlayStation 3, and I also remember her waiting a long time to be able to even touch the servers, most of the time not even getting into the fucking game. Uh-oh. I don't know about that. All I know is that there was a calamity, and a lot of people died. And, yeah. Do you know, do you know where that came from? Uh. So... I, I mentioned this about my sister's gaming experience because 
this this led to a lot of backlash for Final Fantasy fourteen. And eventually Square Enix said, you know what? I'm going to pull the exterminatus on this world and we're just gonna shut this fucking thing down and and bring it back. And from what I understand, that is exactly what it is. In a few of the cutscenes that I actually did get to watch, there are explosions. Like there's a lot of explosions. As in like the anime, there are there's a laser beam that cuts through the earth and then there's a delayed explosion. That's how many explosions we're looking at. I mean, I mean, from what I understand, the calamity exploded. It exploded all of the realm and everyone was hurt. And there were a bunch of refugees and all that sort of stuff. But none of that really matters because all of the heroes died. But for some reason, we can't remember their faces or their names. All we get is from fucking the siege. There's a lot of weird titles. I'm not going to try and name them. But like you can see that if 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 you ever attempt to remember any of the adventurers, it, you 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 just see a black silhouette. Like okay, well that's kind of fucked up. Not gonna lie. Aw, that sucks. Like they saved you and everything, and you want to remember them. Like yeah, that's that's pretty nice of them and all that stuff. And it's like all right. Cool, so I guess I'm my own fresh face Oh, Jesus, there is so much going on. I don't know what's going on anymore. I think when Mitchard was a part of our group, I I posted a video online. Yeah. And in the background, you just hear me going, uh, I, uh, I don't, I don't really know what's going on right now. There was a dragon. There was a guy in really cool armor swinging his sword and looking angry. Or there was a midget. <laughs> I don't know what the midget yeah. did, but he was there. I don't. I don't really know what the story exactly is. I mean, before the calamity, all I know is that the realm exploded very hard, and that's bad. That means the world exploded. So, how is the game ever since the world exploded? Very comfy. I think I'm in New Gerdania. Mm-hmm. Which is basically tree hippie. They're they're really? tree hippies. Okay, but it, it's just it. Instead of like being you know your stereotypical like oh we have to heal we have to heal the forest and all this sort of stuff, and like you you think it'd be a lot of like weird pacifist hippie bullshit right, but then it just kind of like starts boiling into like these guys are actually pretty fucking legit. I like them. Mm-hmm. Every single time I have an interaction with some of these characters, like they're actually pretty cool. And so, in I, I don't know about the other starting areas, but in New Gridania, when you start off, you are there for one specific reason. You just kind of fell off the carriage, and you're here, you know, trying to make a name for yourself as a uh, as an adventurer right now. So, all right, I gotcha. It, it's 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 that whole. It's that whole, well, I mean, I, you're here, you, I, I don't really know who you are, so go and try and make a name for yourself. So you try and do that, and along the way, you begin to kind of uncover a conspiracy about what's happening right now in this specific area. It Well, in New Gridania, like where it's like, there's a lot more, you know, angry beasts running around. Like, for some reason, the tree ants are getting really angry. They're also looking like they're diseased right now. I wonder what the fuck is going on. Oh, it's because a beast tribe has begun to poison the land. 
Oh, that's not very good. Why are they poisoning the land? Oh, well, they have to bring back something called a primal. What the fuck's a primal? Imagine a very angry godlike creature that wants to blow up the world again. Oh, we can't have that happen again. My thoughts exactly. So let's stop that from happening. Oh, how did they get this much power? How did the pro- how did the fucking beast tribes get this much power? I don't really know. And then there was spaceships. <laughs> I don't okay. know where the spaceships came from. All I know is that they exist. And apparently Bahamut decided to blow up the biggest spaceship by killing itself. I don't know if that was actually Bahamut. All I know is that there was a giant ass fucking like dragon demon serpent that just grabbed it and then exploded. I I don't know. Like, that's going to be my entire synopsis of the story. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what's happening anymore. I'm fighting, like, weird Oni creatures now, and now th- I'm fighting Ifrit. Oh, God, I should have paid attention to the story a lot more than this. <laughs> but the reason why I wanted to get through the story so fast is because the fucking combat is fucking good. Is it? It's actually good. It actually requires you to pay attention to what exactly you're doing. A lot of the enemies that you're going to be fighting... At, uh, that you're going to be fighting later on actually has cone attacks or like line attacks or AOE attacks that you have to get out of the way of or else you're going to be suffering damage and or, and or status effects. And it actually rewards you for, you know, actually paying attention while fighting like you would do in actual combat. Like, do you want to get hit with this giant fucking burst of an AOE? I don't think so. Get out of the way. Galloway really hard. Like, okay, I'll get out of the way really hard. What about that one schmuck that didn't get out of the way? Oh, he's fucked. If you're yeah. not a healer, don't worry about him. <laughs> worry about yourself, because that was probably the tank. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> but it's... God, it's so much fucking fun in order to, like, pick up any of these classes. And, by the way, how classes work, instead of having to make a separate character every single time you want to try out something new... You just have to buy the beginner weapon, go through the beginning class quest, and hey, you're a level one uh, Lancer right now. Seriously? Yeah. That's great. Like, I started looking into this like, oh man, I mean, I'm not really enjoying the Conjurer right now. It's, 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 it's a healing class, which means that I have to go and heal people if I want to be, you know, useful in my own way. Well, wait a minute. What's this? There's a job system in this goddamn game? Okay, how does this... Holy shit, I am another fucking class. I thought it was supposed to be like a subclass, like you get like little extra abilities if you choose this class. No, it is a complete... You you, you equipped the weapon. And then the game just says, go forth, young man, and be merry. You are now an archer. You are now a pugilist. You are now... Uh, uh, you are now an arcanist, you are now a th- uh, thaumaturge, you're a barbarian, a marauder, a fucking paladin, whatever. And and why I really fucking like Final Fantasy is that instead of like, oh, cool, I reached this level, now I get all this slew of awesome abilities without knowing how I got these abilities, which is kind of weird, I guess, World of Warcraft. But it actually works it in. For the Conjurers... You're in tune with nature. Think of them like shamans. Shamans and druids mix into one. 
Instead of like worshiping the elements, you're actually bar- you're you're borrowing power from them, and you are you, you are taught to respect the elements, because just like how they give you power, you're supposed. I mean, just how they take care of you, you're supposed to go and take care of them. So, a lot of the quests that you get for the conjurers is you have to go and cleanse corruption in specific uh, uh, like elementals. Like the conjurers guild will tell will straight up tell you like, hey. We just noticed that there is a there is a corrupted elemental. If we leave that alone, that's bad times ahead for Paco. Like, oh, okay, here here we go, here we go. I guess so. I'm gonna go beat this up. Awesome. And then through the way, like you think that oh, it's just go beat up a corrupted air elemental, yada yada yada. But in the Conjurer's one, you also have to take care of another character called Sylphie. Sylphie is kind of a prodigy where she's able to use the power of the elements but she's using it from herself. So she's draining her own life force in order to heal people or bring them back from the dead, which is no bueno for like a 13-year-old girl or whatever she... It's an elf. I don't know what you want from me. Right. But it's just like, okay, I actually really enjoy how the characters are going. Uh, right now, my my, my sub, oh, subclass, one of, my, uh, one of the classes that I'm leveling up right now is called an Arcanist. Arcanist, you're supposed to be, you know, fairly intelligent with how you do things. During that time, you actually get to bond with another character who is a cat girl, by the way. Uh huh. And and she's like smart, but she's also kind of socially inept because she always throws out mathematics at you. Like you have a ninety-seven percent possibility of surviving this fight. Oh, you're doing really good in this fight, which means that you that you must be using a different tactic that I haven't even perceived yet. I'm going to hang in the back and watch you instead instead of, you know, helping. Hel- helping would be bueno right now. Please help me. <laughs> okay. They're throwing bombs. <laughs> and you you actually begin to learn more about these characters, and it's like, holy shit. This is fucking cool. And it's the same thing for every single class. And if you advance far far enough in one of the base classes, you actually have a chance of leveling up. Like and and not just like oh you level up your class, but you actually get a like a class upgrade. Like right now because I played so long as the uh, as the conjurer, I actually got to get into the white mage. And I actually became a straight up healer. Okay. Like all right, that's fucking cool. And now you have to learn all of these other abilities for the white mage, which is, you know what, really cool. My favorite class that, I, that I'm really working for right now, and that's in the next expansion, Heavensward, I think it's called. You are going to be, like, I, I, I am working for the Astrologian. Or the Ast- Astrologian. Yeah, one of those. And, oh, god damn, it is so much fucking fun to just pick up a class and just fucking run with it. And if you want to go into like a duty finder, which is basically dungeon finder for world, uh, but for final fantasy, you can definitely go ahead and do that. You get queued up. You can go and level and all that sort of stuff. If you get bored with any of the main quests, just go ahead and do some side quests, level, level up and all that sort of stuff. And there you go. But what if you don't want to do a combat class? What if you want to go and do, I don't know, uh, like carpentry, uh, carpentry, uh, weaving, goldsmithing, all of this other stuff. You can do that too, and it's the same way that you would level up one of your classes. Except 
you're crafting things in order to gain more experience. And they have their own storylines as well. And it's super fucking cool. You begin to you begin to gain more prestige in your in your guild. You uh, get more skills because you're completing all of these class quests. Um, because you're another because you're not a fighter, you get you have to rely on different stats. And so, you have your fighting clothing, or, sorry, your fighting armor, and then you have your regular armor. I mean, your 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 crafting armor. And so that's super fucking cool. At least, at, at least when it comes down to what I want in a RPG, I want to be able to feel like my crafting means something, instead of literally just going out there and says it's something convenient for me to do. I want my crafting to actually say, "Hey, I can either spend a thousand gold on the marketplace to get like weapons and armor and stuff like that, or I can make it myself and become self-reliant." Let's say that I gain a bunch of rare materials while out adventuring. While I look at all my rare materials and I say to myself, hey, wait a minute, I can literally just fucking grab all of the... I mean, I, I, I can literally just sit down, look at my rare materials and say, alright, what can I use this material to make? Oh, I can make an awesome staff. Bitchin', I'm gonna do that. And it's not like World of Warcraft, where you just you get the materials and then you press a button and then you make and then you start making it whatever in this one it actually involves you even more where you actually have to decide like do i want high quality gear or do i just need something to complete a quest all right i want high quality gear which means that i got to be doing these different abilities in order for, uh, while i'm crafting in order for me to really fucking enjoy like making a high quality gear, so to speak. All of my gear right now is high quality. I made most of my gear when it comes down to crafting. Like, that's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. That actually means that, you know, I'm doing something. And it's so fucking good to actually make something and for it to mean something. Like, God damn, I miss this. I miss being able to just make my own shit. And it actually having some sort of impact on what I am doing. I miss that. In the world of Warcraft, I just don't feel that. Like, professions just feel like an unnecessary secondary hobby for me. It's just so good it makes me feel like i'm a crafter okay like god damn so besides this what are some other big uh uh comparisons between world of warcraft and final fantasy 14 so like i said before combat in final fantasy is much more inclusive You actually have to pay attention when you're fighting. You actually have to pay attention to your rotations. If you want to do big damage, pay attention. There are going to be procs that you're going to need. Fuck, even in crafting, you have to pay attention. And just, instead of just mashing one button, you, at least for me, when it comes down to weaving, I actually have to pay attention. Like, oh, hey, my my condition is really cool, but I'm really low on my, uh, I think it's called CP. If I press this button while my condition is good... I get 20 CP back, but if I just, if I try and upgrade the quality of my gear again, 
then that means I get an extra bonus to uh, to the higher quality uh, the higher quality chance, and that's cool. That's really fucking good. Like son of a bitch, I miss this. And every dungeon actually has a story that you're supposed to be paying attention to. Really? Yes. Okay. I mean, I understand that World of War, 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 bleh, World of Warcraft does the same thing. Sure. But in this one, it just feels better. Like, God, it's so good. I don't know why. It has its own cut. Every dungeon has its own cutscene at the beginning that shows off the dungeon. Every dungeon has its final boss cinematic. And after you kill it, you actually get your own cinematic where your party members are like cheering and, you know, doing the thing. Before every climactic fight in uh, like a in a in a good stopping point, you actually get a cinematic. Fucking cool. Like when I fought Ifrit, there was a cinematic before I fought. And it's so reminiscent of how you would initiate combat in Final Fantasy. My God, fucking damn! It's so good. Okay, and I, and I picked up a chocobo. Oh yeah, how was that? It's so good. The mount music, like every single time that you go and do something, like every single section of the world has its own theme music. So do mounts. So when you're riding a chocobo, you actually hear the music going on. It's so cool. okay. It's so cool, and you actually have to go on a quest to go and get your own chocobo. Where you have to complete like a certain... I wouldn't even call it a faction thing. What was the quest like? It was kind of running around and the way that the guy that gave it to me uh, kind of worded it was more like you're, you have to... It, it's like buying a car. You have to buy insurance. And then you get a driver's license. Okay. And then you can run around on a chocobo. His name is Pretty Bird Boy. <laughs> are there any other uh, vehicles in this game? Yes, there are a multitude of them. Um, there's one where a gorilla just grabs you and he starts running away and then he can fly. God damn it. Harambe, no. <laughs> <laughs> he has a banana. <laughs> there are like so many weird fucking mounts in this goddamn game. There's just a really fat fucking like mojo whatever they're called moogs the weird like flying imp things with like an angler fish thing in front of it you can ride one of those apparently Mm -hmm. there's also a flying chariot that you can get in the game which is okay all right that's kind of cool looking but i really mean it when i say every every job that you can pick up has its own storyline like and it's not just like a oh well it's an optional thing where I can just ignore it no it's one of those this is how you upgrade certain skills this is how you get different summons especially for the arcanist this is how you upgrade your class to something else and each one has its own end game so conjurer you're training this young girl to finally believe in the elements Arcanists, you are climbing your way up the ranks along with best cat girl in existence. In the main quest, 
it's the same damn thing. You're trying to figure out, like, what is what is the enemy empire doing in order? Uh, like, why are they trying to like bring back the primals? Why are they trying to go to war again? Trying to figure that out. That's kind of cool. I haven't gotten into Heaven's Word or Stormbringers. I think that's what it's called, or Shadow. I I don't know Shadow something. I will say this though. Every single time that I've like seen any sort of gameplay or gotten a synopsis for any sort of Final Fantasy, all the synopsis literally just tells me is, go kill God. Okay. You have to go kill Sephiroth, who is also God. In this game, you're fighting against angels and a God, I think. I don't... Okay. So let's let's talk about how to buy this game then. Yeah. Uh, if you go to squareenixgames.com, if you're looking to play this on PC, the base game looks like it's just $20. That's the online starter edition, and then the expansion. So the most current one, that's Shadowbringers, right? Yeah. So it looks like that is uh, 40 bucks right now, mm-hmm. and the special edition is $60. i am not sure what the special edition comes with. Uh, comes with some extra in-game items. I'd recommend getting it if you want. Okay, but it's like it's if you get the del- if you get the like special edition. Yeah, more power to you. Yeah, but I think I got the base. Ed- I got I I got the starter edition, so that came with a ninety-day free trial. I mean, I've already subscribed to the game because boy, howdy, this is gonna take a lot longer than just ninety days. <laughs> Definitely. Now, with the with the game itself and and the uh, the platform, so this is also available on the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four. And what I understand is that this is also cross-platform. So this means a couple different things. So I I have my own my own uh, account for the Square Enix game. But this means that if I log into it on the PS4 or the Xbox One, I get to use all my characters. Is that right? I don't know. I haven't attempted to try that with my PS4. I'm probably not going to because PC. Yeah. Also, my PS4 is gathering a lot of dust right now. Oh, okay. Well, I I mean, I actually have this game for the PC right now. I just have not played it since 2018, actually. Yeah, that's when you and I tried to get into the game, but it was like... Oh man, World of Warcraft came out with a new patch, and it's really banging. Yeah, it, oh, I keep I, I kept finding myself flacking, you know, flipping back and forth between uh, World of Warcraft and other online games. But so with with this game right now, so I can I can pay twenty bucks to get the base game. Now there is that fourteen no sorry fifteen dollars subscription fee, but. What I uh, I really appreciate is that if other people are playing this on the consoles, that does not mean I cannot play with them because there is that crossplay mm-hmm. between the systems. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really fucking cool that you know that's happening for them. And I will say this again because it is on PC, obligatory. It's also on Steam. That's right. It is. You can pick it up on Steam. It's the same damn thing, so don't worry about like, oh, well, I mean, I have to get this on the fucking online store. No, you can get it on Steam. Just link your Steam link your Steam account to Square Enix. Should be good. You should be golden. You're good, son. You're good. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. So. But it's, oh, man, alive. It is, it's good. It's legit. 
If you can pick it up, if you can afford the $15 a month, go ahead and grab it. It is honestly remarkable. I will be playing this for a very long time. I think I'm going to get back to it again, too. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. I don't see any reason why not to. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to my cat girl. I think... (laughs) I don't know what I'm playing right now. (laughs) Yeah. But this is getting... You know, this game has gotten pretty damn good ratings as well. And you can actually find this on sale every once in a while. So check back the stores, whether you're going through the the Square Enix store, the Steam page, or if you're going through PlayStation. Like, I've seen it go for like 30 bucks to get the entire package on the PlayStation 4. So... Mm -hmm. Like it's it's gonna be you're gonna be able to see those deals every once in a while. So check with that if you're not willing to pay the full price. So, is there anything else you want to mention about this game? God, there's a lot that I can keep talking about. Like some of the quest lines are very iconic. Apparently, I think there's the Hildegard quest line. There's a cinematic, or it is just there is so much fucking like. Very energetic dad energy in certain quest lines. Dad energy? Yeah, they've also made a small dick joke multiple times. <laughs> uh, is this a game where I'm going to really need to find other people to play this with? or No, you really don't need to. If you co- if like everyone starts looking at, looking at their characters and looking at other people that actually do play it, then yeah, you can always just... just pay i think 20 25 dollars for a uh, for a server jump okay and uh yeah you should be good to go it's pretty standard for a, a server jump yeah mm-hmm. and did you ever play final fantasy 11 no okay so we don't have that comparison between those two games then because i never played it either is that the one that was only on the xbox uh no that was on pc uh is that the bad one <laughs> i i know it still has a fan base but I, I don't know what the player base is like right now. Uh, okay. I don't know either. I mean, the really bad one was Final Fantasy Thirteen. Is that the one with lightning? Yes. Oh. Yeah, Thirteen was, was garbage. Okay. So. But anyways, that is a recommendation from us. Then go check out this game. And maybe, just maybe, we might see you out there on the crossroads. So, Stev, thank you for, for talking about this game and giving some... Uh, some feedback with it. I, yeah, I'm going to get back with this one then. And we're at about an hour and 10 minutes. Let's go ahead and wrap this up then. Before I forget, yeah. I'm going to share one little story though. Do it. Yeah. So, okay. So like all RPGs, whenever I'm about to get into it, I literally forget that I'm supposed to be like customizing a character and I press go. I press randomize three times. Didn't realize that I was playing a female again. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> So I jumped I jumped in, I started leveling up my professions like usual. Um out of nowhere, as I'm leveling up, I get a whisper and it's someone said it it literally just said dance naked and then immediately a trade popped up for a toy. The man was paying me in like was bribing me in toys for my character to just dance naked. I don't know what that meant. I didn't really know what was happening, and I just, I just kind of went. I don't, I don't want to do this, so I'm going. Don't like, okay, click out of the trade window, and I'm just gonna pretend that I'm a bot, and just gonna keep on crafting, and hopefully he leaves me alone. He immediately followed out another cat girl. 
<laughs> so I'm just going to say this right now. Fucking weirdos. There are ER peers in this game. Yeah, I can see that now. I have a buddy of mine that could probably say more about the ER peers and the R peers. All I'm going to say is that if you're in the city and you notice a bunch of naked cat girls dancing, you've come to the wrong place. Leave immediately, make sure that no one notices you, and just run. <laughs> that is my recommendation. I have not gone back to that hub world in uh, two days. <laughs> uh, don't blame you. <laughs> it don't was blame you. It was a little weird. <laughs> I only go back in order for me to complete one quest, and I'm usually sprinting. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up then. Guys, thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you like what we do, we have a few ways you can uh, support us. Go to facebook.com slash arrogantmedia and give us a follow there. And uh, Twitter, at Media Arrogant. We also have patreon.com slash arrogantmedia for $5 per month to get access into the Discord server where we actually have Weirdo who is listening in right now as we speak. And uh, some shout outs. We've got uh, You Hate to See It, a podcast that I recently guested on. Hey, yeah, those guys are pretty fucking good people. In fact, what they do is basically what the Plastered Paladins was. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And we have WKey Podcast. They had me on uh, less than a month ago. But these are dudes that are pretty straightforward with how they talk about their games. And, you know, go check them out. Check out both shows. So, either way, though, those are some ways to support us. And until next time, fall damage. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.